We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome to Little Legends, the TFT show. We are your hosts, Blevins and Boop. This podcast is being brought to you by Untuck It and Manscaped. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Little Legends Podcast. I'm your host, Levins. Join me today, as always, is Boop. What's up, buddy? I'm excited to come to the Little Legends Podcast. You know it. <laughs> oh, man. We were talking about, uh, we were talking in the pre show about how Boop and I have been at BlizzCon for the past. I mean, it's been almost a week for me since I've been back in my house. So uh, it's good to be back, and it's good to be back in the TFT world because we've got a lot of great stuff to talk about. Man, I've just been just been inundated with Blizzard games. It's like it's a nice, you know, like, love love my Blizzard games, but I you know, TFT. it's like the difference between like white water rafting and going on like a smooth paddleboarding ride, right? <laughs> I feel I feel like BlizzCon's like Class Five Rapids, right? Yes, you go. Go, go. Now that we're here, I feel like we're back to, you know, a wonderful pad. Of, oh, look, a bird. Yes. Oh, look, a fish. Oh, that's a shark, but I don't care because oh, look, I love TFT. Hex. Yes, we yeah. do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Syndra. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Vlad's under here. That's great. Oh, Nami. Oh, oh hi, girl. How's yeah. it going? <laughs> yes, we get to we get to we get to tone it down a little bit. We get to take it take it take it nice and slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, although we're not going to be taking this slow because we've got a lot to talk about uh, today. Of course, guys, make sure that you are following us on the prediction iTunes feed P R E D C D I T C D I C T I O God, you know how to spell it. Two E's. I can't spell right now. I, I I I've had it before, but I don't now. But make sure you guys are subscribed to us there. Leave us a uh, review there. Leave us a review wherever you are. 
No new reviews this week, but uh, we did get a couple last week, and that's great. And all of the iTunes reviews are very, very helpful to us, uh, of course, in promoting and getting the show off the ground. Uh, And speaking of uh, getting the show off the ground and supporting the show, we do have a brand new $10 patron, and that is Undead the Gamer, our... A uh, good friend from the other side of the world, I believe, in Australia. Uh, Undead, thank you so much for the patronage. Of course, you guys can go over to uh, patreon.com slash Podcast and support us there. And Undead, make sure you hit me up on Discord uh, so we can get your message on the next episode. Okay, I think that's all the, I think that's all the intro stuff. I got it got nice Dude. and quick. Yeah, that's, I think, the best we've ever done. I know, I because I, I wasn't thinking about it. I'm like, I'm just going to do it. We're just going to go right into it. So, <laughs> I don't know how much TFT you've played in the last week, Boop, but any any exciting stories or anything with TFT this week? So, uh, my husband um, <laughs> is determined to finish higher than me, <laughs> and... And I um, wanted to do like a thing where I, f- I think he's going to end up doing it. I think he's going to end up finishing plat two. I think I'm going to end up finishing plat four, plat three. And um, it really hurts because I'm not being dramatic here because he literally only plays Yordles. <laughs> I know this is a thing I've talked about before. But now he's like, Chris, am I just like better than you or something? <laughs> and since Yordles are in the next set, I will never be able <laughs> To be like, well, you might have gotten this season, but I got this next one. Because then he'll be like, well, Yordles aren't in this season. And blah, blah, blah. He'll always, he'll always have, have an have excuse. That. Which means you better so, start grinding, man. <laughs> I know. I know. I got I, I, I to gotta get up there. Um, by the end of today, I've got a little bit of stuff to do. But I plan on staying up as late as possible to try to grind up there. I'm sick. You know, I got the con crud. I don't yes. care. I cannot let. A Yordles only player <laughs> finish higher than me, regardless <laughs> of the relationship. Right. Regardless that, of marital status, it does not matter. You know, I've said this before, you know, during our vows, for better or for worse, right? We're definitely in a for worse situation. This is honestly <laughs> some of the most tension I've ever felt being married to him. Um, so far. So uh, that's been my week. And he was like sending me things like during BlizzCon, like as he's playing, like every time he won a game with the Ordles, <laughs> he just sent me a picture. Um, and that hurts. It's like I'm being attacked by the Literally. person that I supposedly love. Um, and you can't even hit him back because there's just such a such a, a high probability that you miss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly so uh that's my story um and it's really unfortunate i'm really excited for set two though um i'm stoked yeah my i in the last week like i've literally i left uh a week from i guess tomorrow morning would be a whole week since i've been back and i did not play any tft at all while i was gone however i did watch a bunch of tft watched a bunch of streams, and watched the tournament, which we'll be talking about in a bit. But one thing I wanted to bring up uh, a little bit, because we were at BlizzCon, and I guess this is like kind of related to TFT, and I think it's related to the community, because it's not like people aren't going to be playing the new game. We got the reveal of Hearthstone Battlegrounds, which is uh, kind of the Hearthstone... 
Hearthstone shot at a an auto battler kind of. Um, it, it's it's I'd say loosely an auto battler. I in in my mind, I mean, we, you actually asked me this right before we started the show because I was playing it. It just came out, uh, at least in the beta. And uh, he said, do you, "Do you like that game?" And I go, "Yeah, it's it's pretty fun, but I, I I don't put it at the same. It's not at the same level of game as TFT uh, by any shot." And I'm not just saying that because I have a TFT podcast. Uh, I I have no problem saying that one game is better than the other, uh, or that it's a personal preference. I don't think it's just a personal preference. I think the the way that it feels to me is that. Uh, Hearthstone Battlegrounds is the Hearthstoneification of the auto battler. Like Hearthstone was the Hearthstoneification of Magic the Gathering. It's the take some of the essence, boil it way down, make it like fun enough, and there you go. Uh, hey, you know, Blev. <laughs> I hope in my life I've never described as fun enough fun enough right exactly you, you know or the hearthstoneification of a person <laughs> that's just like being called maybe you know like yeah. do you like him yeah he's fun enough you know i mean if i have 20 minutes and no other options i'll talk to him he's fun enough you yeah. know <laughs> like, um but that's always been hearthstone's thing right mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. like when you're sitting on the toilet you've got nothing better to do and you 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 just need to take some time to yourself uh go ahead and play it because it's like it's it's not pay to win right um, so technically not there we, I, we don't need to go into the details of it because it's it's boring the, the, the those details of it are boring but you <laughs> can get fun bon- you can get bonuses by like ha- like buying new packs and they like slightly game modifying so it's a little bit weird um but for the most part no it's it's not pay to win um it just it, it's like it's like tft or dota underlords light um yeah it, like, it's like the equivalent of like what they're doing with tavern brawls anyway right, right. like this is just a, a little bit of an expansion it's like the in-between of a tavern brawl and a solo adventure and it's just like I one of those things than, i don't honestly think it's more than that because like the solo adventures get dropped like entirely and tavern brawls are cycling i think this is more yeah. of like this is going to be a permanent mode and maybe they even expand upon it later. Like, I think it's more than that, but it's not more than like a full fledged game. Yeah. They're definitely a little late to the party. Um, I wonder, I, I wonder like how long they've been working on something like this. I mean, I was watching some they, people stream it. I've played one game and it was uh, at BlizzCon mm-hmm. and it just like, it was all right. Yeah. Uh, I it, believe six months is how long they've been working on it, based on right. one of the panels at BlizzCon. You, you know what it was? You know, it's kind of like when you're on a diet and you go to a restaurant, you really like this like meal, but you have to get a salad because you have to keep counting <laughs> calories. Um, yeah. I feel like this is like the salad of the auto battle yeah, <laughs> genre. It, it, it kind of is. I think yeah, this... it'd be good if you, to start someone there and then be like, now you want to know what a real one is like, and then get, yeah. and then the, here's some dessert and then give them like TFT mm-hmm. or even Dota Underlords because it might be a good gateway babbler. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, I wasn't like incredibly impressed, but that's kind of like what Hearthstone is like. I've, I've been playing a lot of Hearthstone, like particularly the solo adventures on heroic mm-hmm. and stuff. 
And like, it's really just to waste time when I don't have a computer nearby. Right. Like, I don't know. I, I honestly couldn't tell you if I was having fun or not. <laughs> it's just occupying mental energy is what it's doing. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's fun. Um, and I imagine like if I'm just like sitting, if, if I'm watching like TV or something in the living room and I want to do something like I'm, I, I'm going to be more likely to play Hearthstone Battlegrounds than I am TFT because I'm going to actually care about what's happening in TFT. Like if I'm playing TFT on my phone or something, eventually, um, I feel like I'm going to be more invested in that than I am in Hearthstone Battlegrounds, but uh okay enough about that um if you guys like it and want to play it um maybe i'll make a, a text channel in the discord because i know we've you know people like to, to hang out in the discord regardless of the game so maybe i'll throw one in there people can talk about it and all that good stuff but uh with the lightness on our actually playing let's get into the stuff that is actually coming up and happening and we'll also talk about the red bull invitational but few pieces here uh for those of you have been who have been lying in wait heroes hearth fight night is back it's gonna be this thursday it's gonna be right after the new patch this is i think gonna be the first tournament besides uh well this will be the first tournament played on live um although i mean the invitational was invitational was technically beta so this will be the first tournament played on live on thursday night uh, twitch.tv slash heroes hearth make sure you check it out got all the returning champions from last time got uh, a new cast and crew as well uh, and you're definitely going to want to check that one out they're always fun and guys if you are looking to play if you're diamond and above you can always sign up for the heroes hearth fight night uh, i've got the link in the i think the resources tab in the discord discord.me slash little legends podcast now Boop, do you want to t- you want to talk a little bit about this next one because it uh, specifically involves us? Well, if you guys have been itching, and I know all of you guys have, right? I know uh, I have. That's uh, <laughs> because I got a little too. All right, I, I already told you to people. go to the doctor. Bless. Okay. <laughs> I was around too um, many people at BlizzCon. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> Uh, a small tangent. Do you remember that Mad TV skit where it was Stuart and his mom? She kept making that sound. Oh, Michael McDonald. Anyway, um, uh, one of the greatest Mad TV sketches out there. Um, we're doing something called the Cruise Arena Invitational. So it's going to be this Friday night. Um, and Bob and I will be casting together along with Paul and Necra. Should be a good show. Yeah. Uh, we've got The Professor. Mr. Professor TFT and Teebs are probably two of the more well-known people uh, taking place. There is a $400 prize pool, I believe, but this is all good. Like any type of tournament in this situation, great, especially since we have that Red Bull Invitational kind of like leading the way. Mm -hmm. So these players can try mimicking or uh, making some new strategies uh, going up here and winning these things will only put you on the map. So it's really important that if one of your streamers, regardless of how many viewers they have uh is taking part to go ahead and watch and make this thing happen and the other really cool thing is is i'm uh i'm forgetting the product but uh the the way that we're streaming this is a way for everyone to put all of their streams in a yes. one specific program and so uh we as the casters and the producer will be able to freely move in between a lot mm-hmm. of these things without having each player stream 
so it'll be a more direct way of watching a tft tournament as yep. well like if you want to watch someone other than your favorite streamer you don't have to get eight different windows open you can just watch the mm -hmm. stream and we'll we'll kind of direct the show that way and i'm really excited to kind of see exactly how um that goes because the a really cool thing about a burgeoning esport is there is no right way to cast it and produce it just yet right mm -hmm. um a little while ago blev there was you know someone who's like i don't watch tft for casting i don't need it i'm just there for the personality yeah of the streamer, i remember seeing that yep. right and that's a great opinion and really good feedback. Uh, and what's really cool is there is no right way. We're still discovering what that is. Mm -hmm. And to be a part of that process is super fun. So regardless if it's like Omega Esports League or, you know, the Red Bull Invitational or this cruise, <laughs> cruising for a bruising arena invitational <laughs> um, on Friday night, we all get to experiment as to what's great because I still think a TriCast is the best way to cast this, but mm -hmm. we're still going to kind of figure it out and, um, we get to think outside the box, we get the creativity, and it's going to be a really good time. Yeah, I definitely like a mix because it, it depends on what I'm watching. So sometimes Twitch Rivals, I like to just watch the main Twitch Rivals cast where, you know, you've got your traditional casters, they're moving around, etc. But if you look at it, a lot of times the main broadcast is not the most viewed one because I think people like to watch their individual favorite streamers or they just want to get an opinion sometimes they're a little i mean depending on the event they're a little more wacky or they're not quite as you know air quotes professional about <laughs> the commentary that they're giving uh maybe a little obviously a little more biased considering that it's them <laughs> playing um but i like to mix it up sometimes I, if if either the player that i want to watch is not streaming at the time or they're you know in tft they might be in a different group like I, I usually like to watch the uh the main cast and then also sometimes just jump into the 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 regular stream as well so definitely definitely having that ability is is really great and i think the the format for streaming something like really any esport is still wide open because it's just been sort of ported directly over from traditional sports. And we just have so many other opportunities that haven't even really been explored that much just because we haven't looked into them yet. Well, what's really unique about TFT is the fact that it's like a streamer-driven personality type of experience, right? Mm -hmm. And to put casters over that is just like almost feels like an addition to. So right. I, I would like to see it go more towards like the uh, Overwatch League where you have like the viewer where you could look at Carpe's point of view when, right. when you want to. Mm -hmm. um, or you can get, you know, both streamer and casters going at the same time. Again, like there's, there's a bunch of different ways to do it. But if you don't really know any of the streamers, and you just want to hear what's going on, then the casters are definitely the right way to go. And um, we'll see how it is. I'm, I'm going to try some new things, I think, uh, this weekend just to see how it works. And I'm sure we all will, but it's going to be a good time mm -hmm. regardless. Competitive TFT is exactly where we need to be. And it'll be our first go of it, um, casting set two, which will be super, super fun. Yes, I've luckily been keeping up with set two, and a lot of that information has come from the Red Bull Invitational, which we'll talk about right after this break. The holidays are almost here, and you know what that means? Gifts. And what better gift to give the guy in your life than a stylish shirt that fits just right? Have you ever seen an untucked button-down? They look bad. Why? 
because they weren't meant to be worn that way. Thankfully, there's Untuck It, the original button-down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked. No matter your shape or size, Untuck It shirts always fall at the perfect untucked length. And with the holidays near, there's no better gift for your favorite guy who needs an upgrade. Believe me, big guy like me does not like having to shop for shirts that don't fit. But with Untuck It, there's 50-plus fit combinations. They look great on tall, short, slim, athletic guys of all ages. So whether you're shopping for the perfect holiday gift or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, Untuck It is the way to go. Visit UntuckIt.com and use promo code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T dot com and promo code BLUE for 20% off. Support for Blue Wire comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-bell grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BLUEWIRE at manscaped.com. Get 20% off free shipping with the code BLUEWIRE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code BLUEWIRE. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the break there. We're going to be talking about the Red Bull Rise of the Elements Invitational for TFT. And this was, oh man, I I, I kind of have mixed feelings about this one, Boop. I don't know how you uh, felt about this event. I mean, obviously, I was in, I was actually at BlizzCon, the, or I was in California the entire time that this was happening. Um, so I'm watching it. I was watching it sporadically on my phone uh in the hotel and and around um but i i got to say i don't know if i was the biggest fan of how day 1 was played did you why did you catch why why one? why because it was this weird wacky like uh it was this wacky format where they were like betting and there's like secret rules and you can get extra points and it was very sort of casual in terms of like the players are like talking to each other and like, there's all sorts of like collusion and stuff. It just like, I get like thinking about it more. I get it. And they like wanted it to be more of a unique experience. They wanted to be laid back and kind of have that feel of it. But coming from like the very rigid segmented, like professional, REL rules enforcement level of uh Magic the Gathering events it just like felt it felt like they weren't taking it seriously even though there was a lot of money at stake um and like it's one thing to have like a wacky event i mean i guess like it, it being an invitational is almost like an all-star game i think if they would have called it an all-star game i probably wouldn't have cared as much uh mm-hmm. it just because like it's like they're playing for a lot of money although they're all getting a bunch of money so i guess it's kind of like levels it up they're not actually pl- like the differential of money is actually not that big compared to how much they're already going to be getting but it's still like i don't know i i, I feel like it, it, to me it just didn't seem like it was being taken seriously what, what did you think boop well i mean it's kind of like what you want right i think we all come from a space where we're used to something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what <laughs> here, here is my let's get philosophical, uh, philosophical, philosophical. Uh, yeah, it's my favorite. Um, it's my favorite food, philosophies. Um, wow, a falafel pun. I, I feel pretty good about that. Anyway, um, like uh, no philosophical. Comment. No comment. I know. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and 
you know, I, I get it. Like, I get where you're coming from, and I don't. I'm. I kind of like don't really have an opinion on it because they tried something new, and some people might like it, some people might not. But this game inherently, I think, is a more casual game right now yeah. because it is so streamer driven. And who's to say that this kind of thing isn't what esports or competitiveness is, right? Because like just because we're used to something else doesn't mean the other thing is wrong and the way that they're doing here is what's more important entertainment value or is it going to be like like what is the goal here and i think that was kind of the hard part for me was they try to make it feel like a little bit of everything yeah whereas if they were a little bit more pointed on this is casual or you know Mm -hmm. or we're gonna try to take this seriously then i think more people would have understood what the goal of this event was because it's still all experimental right i I say this about you know we said this about casting tft a little earlier it's like no one's decided how to do it right right and i think this kind of falls into the same thing i totally get it though i hate it when i see people competing for money and stuff like that and just like doesn't seem like they're appreciating it and doesn't seem like a really big deal to them because they already have money and viewers right um and I think it reinforces a really bad stereotype of of the industry. And that's like one of the bigger reasons why I dislike something like that. But I I'm if it happens again, I might get a little bit more frustrated. But on the first day, like particularly, um I think it was okay. It was less of that sentiment to me, because like they're professionals. Like I don't, I don't actually care how much money they're getting paid, and I, it, it's not even the fact that they're taking it for granted. Like that's not kind of where I was coming from. It's more like, so for me, it seemed, and maybe this just is his personality, but it seemed like Keen, who spoiler alert, ended up winning the event, was in a different sort of headspace than a lot of the other uh, players. And if I'm so if you're in a position where you're playing for money, in my mind, as someone who has played many an event for money, uh, like I'm taking that very seriously and I'm going to, you know, what would what people would call try hard for, you know, in an event like that. I'm going to, uh, you know, try to gain every advantage that I can. I'm going to try to, you know, play my best, et cetera, et cetera. And that mentality does not, necessarily mix with the oh well let's have fun and let's do these like wacky things and like let's talk to the uh let's let's talk to the broadcast crew and have them come over and like have them ask me about my strategy in while i'm in the game it's like i can imagine if i'm in that position and like not me now i wouldn't care because like i'd obviously just be happy to be in an event like that um but like if i'm if i'm thinking like if they did this for like a magic grand prix or something, I would tell the casters to like, please don't like, don't come over and talk to me while I'm playing. And like, mm. if, if the other players were like, Oh, well you should sell your units to try to, to try to get someone to win. I'd be like, absolutely not. And like, <laughs> like, like it, it, it's, it's almost like those two, the, those like the philosophies, I guess are like competing and butting against each other in my mind. Yeah. I see, I, I, I see what you're saying. I definitely see what you're saying. Um, yeah. And it, I think it could make it possibly, I don't think anyone felt this way. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't, but it could make someone like, 
uncomfortable. And I guess like it, it's I guess it's it's more like a branding thing because like if they just like if if the players all just got their fees or whatever and it wasn't public, like obviously you know when they put on an invitational like this, a lot of times I'm it's my assumption that these players are getting paid to show up. Like disguise toast isn't just going to a thing just to play it. None of those players are because it, it, it's costing them money, essentially. So they're going to get compensated for that. If they took the whole monetary part out of it and they're just playing for, like, that jacket, right, like the, the winner's jacket or, like, a big trophy or, like, maybe they get to design like design a little legend or something, like put a little keen little legend in or a spray or something. Like, if they're just playing for stuff like that, yes, you can take it seriously, but I am also, like... It's not like you can take it very seriously or you can kind of play it off like I don't really care. I'm getting paid to have fun. We're we're getting we we are our purpose there is to provide content, whether that's solid gameplay, maybe that does cover it all. But when it it, it almost like maybe it maybe I'm just getting held up on this for because of my past like tournament playing. The fact that they're playing for like a prize just really kind of made it like when you're playing for money in my mind, it's like, okay, it's, it's always serious. Right. And if you're playing for something else, whether it's, you know, if it, if it's like a a unique gift or something, you can still take that seriously, but like you can almost kind of not, I I don't know. Maybe, maybe (laughs) no one else feels this way, but that's just how it felt to me. I think some people do. And I think a lot of it had to do with like who was there because the people who were participating in this tournament aren't necessarily competitive TFT players. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, the difference between Toast and Hafu in terms of, and, you know, and Keen, right, right. are very different in terms of how they're going to approach something like this. Sure. Someone like Keen will probably go to every single event with the same exact mindset right. wanting to win. And right. And that's gonna, as well. Yeah, which is going to make him one of the best players in the world, which he is. I mean, he won three times in a row twice. Right. Right. Like, that's nuts. Um, but some other people there aren't there for that, right? right? And I think because there is such a mixture, uh, like the identity of what this event was was a little hit or miss for some mm-hmm. people, right? But like everyone got a little bit of something, right? If you were serious yeah, about it, then you can then you could watch Keen. If you were if you were looking for the personality, you could watch Toast Rebecca, right? Mm-hmm. And um, uh, maybe that's what they that's what they were going for. But just like we've said before about balance, right? It's all about hey, if you give a, a little bit of something to everyone, it's either going to be on the weaker side or it's right. going to be really overpowered. And I think on this kind of situation, it was just like a little too polarizing, right? It was like, yeah, it almost felt like uncool to try. Yes, times. it did kind of feel a little bit like that. Which I right? that like that, if that you were rubs me the wrong way, like as a as a player. Yeah, if you were tryharding, then you just like weren't having fun with it, right? right? Whereas like, oh, well, we're here. Well, obviously, we don't want it to be done in three. Hey, we're we're putting on a show, and it's like okay, well, and, and like they're wearing yeah. costumes and stuff, and it's like yeah, that's that's great. But like in my mind, and again, the the, the people like they did a great job producing it. The casters were great. The um. The sort of the whole casting crew, I think, was really great. And the production was great. I just think, like, if you're going to do that, like, just go all in on it, right? <laughs> like, I don't know, have like a pie eating contest in the well, middle like, of it. Do it like they cast. I mean, a while ago, they did um, an Earth um, cast where they all like put on British accents and stuff like that. Yeah. It was great, right? But like, and then I, I forget, like, there's a Cats versus Dog cast where um, <laughs> they just like voiced over cat and dog puppets. 
and like in like the player <laughs> pairs with cats and dogs yeah. and stuff. And that was really cool too, right? Like because they went all in. But when, right. I think right. if you like don't, I've always come under like the impression that you kind of have to lean in. Like I would rather like lean into something, right? Than right. do do it half-assed um, first because if I lean into it, then I know what's wrong about it. Right. <laughs> right. But with something like this, it was a little hard because like, the whole atmosphere of if I try hard, I'm uncool is just like so like high school popularity contest, right? right. Like and just I'm the cool kid. Yeah, I'm the cool kid because I put my feet up on the table, right? Mm-hmm. You you guys do homework, so you're nerds, and that's kind of like what it ca- can feel like, right? Mm-hmm. And so I definitely feel you, man. They I would have done some things differently for sure, but we'll see if they move into the whole. Like, it's just been so streamer heavy for so long, right. right? And these streamers aren't streamers that are here because they started in TFT and are mm-hmm. very high level skilled, right? Uh, a la like the Jay Shritas, mm-hmm. right? Uh, most of them have come from different games. Most of them came from Hearthstone or League of Legends and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. they have established personalities and established ways of doing things. And that's what was on show for for some of that first day. And uh, they have to kind of decide which way they, which which is better, right? Do we keep right. making this a casual thing, right? Is it going to be casted closer to Earth or c- closer to, you know, like Tier 2? Right? Is this like a right. tier two thing, or are we gonna make this like magic or competitive Hearthstone right. and and take it as seriously as possible because we already have that with League of Legends? So yeah, we'll see. It, I definitely am glad that they tried it, and I'm I'm interested to see what they got as their feedback um, for the event because like I think overall it was a good event and I had fun watching it. I'm just like I wouldn't. I think want... the best player won. I also think that I, I think if you brand this as like an all-star game or maybe, maybe just I'm getting hung up on the, on the wording. Maybe if I look at the invitational as an all-star game type of thing, then I'm completely fine with this event. Uh, what I don't want, I mean, I personally want there to be a strictly competitive side of TFT where you're just trying to win, you're just playing, you're getting your traditional orgs and whatnot involved. And I don't want those types of events to be like this event. Like, I don't want mm-hmm. the like weird, wacky side rules. I mean, I do. Yeah, I do yeah. It's TFT like TFT shoes, but you it's know, like even know. if it was, even if it was an all star event, right? Like, it still felt like closer to like the home run derby than the actual all star right. game. You know what I mean? Like, it just. It was just a little too different. Right. And then on the other hand, like, do people really care about an all-star? I don't know. I, I think that they did a good job with it overall, and uh, I hope that there's some things that they can learn upon, and I hope that they embrace the things that went well for them. Um, enough about the actual formatting, though. Although one one last thing I will say about the formatting is that I do think that the day two, because I think it was originally first to four wins, and then they probably realized that that would be uh, – horrifically long potentially (laughs) um it was first to three wins first places i thought that format was really cool um you know we got kind of the middle i think it was what eight games or nine games maybe Hmm. well total i don't remember that's the other exciting thing right like format's still getting decided and while they did it for red bull like we can do it for something like the cruise invitational this friday (laughs) at 
um, a specified time that we'll I'm sure we're going to tweet out at some point. Yeah, that, um, check check uh, at LIL Legends Pod on Twitter. We will tweet out all the information uh, as we get it and as it is officially announced. This I, th- th- I think this actually is the first time this is technically the official announcement. <laughs> yeah 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 we got the okay yeah and so it doesn't matter where it comes from and we all get to kind of do it the way we want to there is no right way and they did it that way and we Mm -hmm. can learn from that and adjust it accordingly based on like how we want to present tft and as we grow and as the community grows all that stuff will hopefully get figured i mean there's they're literally overwatch leagues in its third season and they're changing how the maps work Right. Right. So like it's still even through an official season, there's still room to change. And so mm-hmm. if anyone out there thinks, oh, this is how you do it. This is how you do esports. Oh, this is how you cast something like this. That's all. That's all BS. Oh, right. Yeah. We all we all get to do whatever the hell we want right now yep. until something comes out. and We're like, you know what? This is good. I like this. We're going to. And even then, it's like we're going to base everything off of that and still kind of figure out mm-hmm. how we want to do this, because in my opinion, like. If, if we take a personal approach to it, I'd love to be a little more casual in our casting on this particular yeah. tournament because I took it super seriously last time and I want to lean into what the other side of it is. Right. right? And just like see how that feels and see, and see how that goes. We might not like it and we might not ever do it again, mm-hmm. but that's why, like, that's why I always like leaning in first and then adjusting. Yeah. Just push, push how far you can push yourself to see how far you can go uh, and then take, take it back if need be. Um, yep. Yeah, I think that that format, it's a really cool and exciting format. The only thing that limits it is like tournament, like actually tournament logistics. Cause you don't, if you don't have, you know, the possible like four or five hours to, <laughs> to play out the finals, you, you know, you can't really do that. And also, it could end really early too. So, you know, and that's fine. Um, I mean, last year, I remember at BlizzCon, Overwatch League ended like super early. And then this year it went past the concerts mm-hmm. and so, which sucked because glitch mob was performing and they're like one of my favorite bands and they were there and we went over there and like the whole area was empty. And then Mushi was finally like, I think they might be done. Uh, and I like, and I wanted to cry. I wanted to cry. That's um, nice. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so that's, uh, that's, that's the feedback uh, for, for me. It was yeah. cool to see um, how diverse the player base was though. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this is like one of the more diverse, I think, games out there right now in terms of competitiveness, which is really, really cool. Um, and I just kind of want to see that continue, which is which is awesome. Yeah, I, I want to get because this I think it was either on Mort stream or somewhere. I think that this was kind of their first foray into that, you know, what was it a, a month ago or for however long where they kind of put out that article that's like, we're going to be doing competitive in esports in 2020. Uh, and I think this is kind of their first foray into that, maybe like the beta version of what they might, part of what they're mm-hmm. going to be doing for esports. So I'm interested to see when the next invitational is. Uh, and Oh, another thing about that, those, the, all of the players got these custom shoes. I know. Those things are sick. Like absolutely, some of the coolest I mean, things like, I've ever seen made for an event. I think if someone, if there was like, hey, if you play TFT for ten games, you might get a chance to win these shoes. It increased the player base by like a hundred percent. Those shoes are sick. 
<laughs> like because they could have been like super lame i've like seen stuff like that like i've seen some like harry potter shoes that like aren't that cool right right but these were sick i'm it's so jealous custom. it makes yeah hopefully hopefully one day we can cast one of these events and get the shoes uh, yeah i mean i that's that's the dream right the dream it's is not the, the passion of casting the game it's for it's the shoes. just for free pair of shoes um <laughs> yeah absolutely was uh great and the jacket was sweet and overall event gets gets two thumbs up from me just some things that i think we can learn from and improve upon uh i'd give it one and a half thumbs okay yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) well i don't know two thumb i guess yeah no one one and a half is probably like like i'm happy they did it i had fun like some of the shenanigans were pretty funny for some reason i was thinking two out of three thumbs but there's not three thumbs i don't know why i was thinking yeah 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 well i mean you might have three thumbs most of us don't um but like some of the shenanigans were funny and like again if they like went super into that i think i'd have like a really good time kind of like um like what brennan sideshow do yeah right uh for overwatch and Mm -hmm. like i'm totally down with that and i love it when they do it because again it's kind of an all or nothing thing right um but i'd rather it go more towards like the stuffy competitive side at least to try for the next time with like casters and like an actual like um you know people that's sitting at a desk and casting over it Mm -hmm. talking like with with color and you know strategy discussion and stuff like that having that be more of the focus rather than the people who are playing making the game the focus i think is a cool would be a cool direction to try next time yep for sure um a couple of things that we got in terms of like meta and comps and whatnot i think the sort of the the real standout at least for me watching it was light a lot of people doing some hyper roll light some uh some really you know mixing it up six light starting three light transitioning off going full in light hyper rolling light i think it was at least at the beginning one of the uh, just one of the comps that really was sort of the basis of the meta and what people were trying to counter, trying to go for, et cetera. Uh, what did you get out of that, Boop? Um, I was looking more towards items. Okay. Um, I just sent you a really cool thing, which is all of the winning comps uh, and their positionings and stuff like that from the weekend. And the thing <laughs> that I I want to move away from, right? Item stacking is super cool. But when Keen wins with a three Zeke's Azir um, two, two times in a row, like that should not happen, right? Like, yeah, yeah like stacking three Zeke's is probably pretty rare, but we, we've already been through that. You know, what I mean? yeah. like with Lockett, remember when Lockett and Zeke's were just like super strong yep. uh, a while ago? Um, the other thing is, is how easy it was for some of these guys to get and girls to get two star Luxes. Uh, yes. which which like Nico's at seven cost I, is a thing <laughs> uh, i know i know but still even at seven yeah. cost right like it every, almost every winning comp had a, a two-star lux of some sort well it's 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 not any it's not any less common than a five cost it, it has the same rarity as a five cost i know but if you're gonna make it it's that disconnect for me yeah like in general of like oh you're charging seven and this one's five but they're the same uh so in terms of in terms of rarity so uh that's like a clarity thing for me but yeah in terms of like items like hurricane was pretty popular um attack speed generally was pretty popular Mm -hmm. um but yeah triple zeke's 
that's a thing. Yeah, the triple Zeke's was interesting. I mean, I like the. F- it's it's really tough, and we saw this. Not to keep we keep coming back to Overwatch, but that's where we come from. Uh, back before Hero Locks, where you could run multiple instances of the same hero, like if a hero, if one hero is just better than the other one you're just going to run more of that, right? Unless they're so uniquely different. If you want to run Zeke's and Zeke's is giving you what you want, you just keep putting more Zeke's on. And there's not really, unless they made it like unique to the board, you couldn't even really stop Zeke sacking because you could just put them on different units. Um, Even making it unique wouldn't matter unless you made the effect unique but like you're getting to the point where it's just like completely uh breaking the breaking the item and and making it terrible so yeah yeah and it's it's interesting that you know we saw this uh attack speed be really good we saw uh, yeah rangers were good rangers i mean it, it, it was rangers it was also like there's rangers with twitch in poison, there was rangers where you've got the hyper carry vein because there's so many lights and vein ends up being your last light and is attacking super, super, super fast. Uh, you know, we saw some nocturne play, which is one like I played a decent amount of PBE, and like nocturne was one I just never really tried and never really got. Like, it, it's a type of unit where it's like, okay, it works with assassins and it works with exactly one other unit, I guess two technically if you get steel lux, but works with one other unit which is Rexai. Rexai works with Predator which I'm personally kind of a fan of, but it's not super great. So I'm like, okay, automatically in my mind it's like, okay. Uh yeah. Nocturne not something I'm really heavily focusing on cuz it's not one of those like transition pieces or like a um the pieces that lead you into the, it's not like a centerpiece that Com- that combines multiple synergies. It's like its own standalone thing, but it's a really strong standalone. Um, and we saw that get used a decent amount too. Uh, Wind and Mystic also a very common sort of secondary um, secondary synergies. It's just like, hey, when everyone's running attack speed and attack damage, maybe you should have Wind because it basically makes your, your team like mini Yordles. Um, or I guess... Bigger Yordles because they're easier to hit. Uh. <laughs> Don't even say that word anymore. After today, they're extinct. After today, no, Viger's still there, but but he doesn't you know, have Yordle synergy. Yeah, yeah, he's like the the lone survivor. Like he, who's that turtle? Who's like the last of his kind or something like that? There's like a turtle who's like 200 years old. He has a name. I forget what it is. For the Turtle Club. <laughs> and um, guys. Man, I remember when I was a preschool teacher, the kids loved Franklin, but all the Franklin books were like super long. So I just started making up the books, <laughs> just like not reading what was on the page and just like, just just like going with the pictures. Um, I was, uh, you know, that's maybe how I got good at improv. But but yeah, like uh, light looks look really good. Um, item diversity was like kind of there, you know, a lot of frozen fist. A lot of uh, a lot of hurricanes. We got some Zeke stacking, but uh, regardless, even though light seemed really good, we did get some diversity there, and I mm-hmm. still like like where the game is at. If that makes sense, like he won with yep. a couple different kinds of comps, which is really cool. Yeah, and he wasn't like hard forcing like those you know dastardly Yordle players right. um, currently on live. Uh, 
getting higher ranked than me by just doing one thing, <laughs> hard comp, right? Like, it seems like you have to be diverse, a little bit more diverse and have yes. to know how to transition a little yep. bit better um, in this particular meta. I think the skill cap has increased just based off the fact that there are more hexes, right? And yes. positioning and with all like the elemental hexes and stuff yes. like that. So I think the overall skill cap has increased and I like that. And that's what I'm excited for going into tomorrow. Can you believe it? I absolutely cannot because it feels like you know we've been wanting this for so long and it's now it's now actually happening. Um, yeah, I, I think the only thing that I want to see a little bit more of is like magic damage comps. Like mm-hmm. we see, like I don't know how they're many super scared of Ocean saw. Mage. You can tell. Yeah, it. We didn't really see a ton of like mage, and I guess like technically summoners are a magic based comp, and we see some like a three-piece summoner here and there, but it's not like, oh, I went all in on summoners and got there. Or like, I went well, all yeah, in on Well, yeah, it's because some of these and... summoner units are good, right? right. As it's opposed like, to summoners are yeah, good. Azir and Zed and... Annie. Annie. Well, I, I feel like I see less Annie than... Um... Oh, man, now I'm going to get roasted. What's the what's the light? Uh, the light... Yorick, Yorick. Ah, I got there. Got there. I haven't looked at TFT in, in, in days. Ah, I see. Mount Malachor got it for me. Yorick was who I was thinking of. Um, those are just good units. Like, I see Yorks get played, like, without any, even the light or or summoner synergy. Just a good four-cost unit. So, um, I'd like to see maybe, like, Mage get pushed a little bit. The problem is, like, if Mage is good, then it's probably, like, super, super good. That's kind of what happened um, on Site 1, right? Like, right. Sorcerer had, like, a little bit of time in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I remember Morgana being really good at one point. Yes. Uh, well, but she was good because she was also a demon. Right. Um, more so than being a sorcerer. Um, mm-hmm. Asol was a good sorcerer, but um, it's, I, I don't feel like, in terms of set 1, sorcerers were good late game for a while like they're good yeah. to have early on right uh just to like get some early burst damage when they're right. going to be a little bit more effective uh, before everyone gets like super high hp but uh like they're good against knights and that's pretty much it yeah and yordles they're good against yordles but true. like y- yordles isn't like run that frequently and what they're good at isn't necessarily being run that that often and what they're bad against is usually what's been meta right. uh lately so it's not just set two that they're a little afraid of like that kind of character i think it's been set one as well yeah because it can be like usually mages are like or sorry sorcerers are like super bursty kill you instantly it's like that's not fun or interactive and yeah um, no counterplay i I do think that the fact that mystic is so sort of integral in these comps like you're basically like you're getting you're getting mystic in all these comps just because like you're just running the units like you know you're Jaina or not Jaina Jana and uh you know Soraka or something like that just getting just getting Mystic is so easy and it's like kind of like mini Dragon's Claw again um you know for your whole team so uh, I think they preemptively were like okay we don't want mages to be the broken thing because they kind of do a broken thing and you can make anyone a mage so we're going to just kind of temper that I wouldn't be surprised if we saw mages get a little bit of bump of a bump uh later on yeah I mean they did they did put it in the game that they could repeat their ult yep so that's on them and yeah (laughs) 
Because like because you can I think win with mage if you have a level three Viger. I think that's like the only or the only Z- way or Zed Mage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like if you can get machine gun Viger going, yeah. like that's just one of those like you're you're gonna get top three, right? Mm-hmm. Um but if if not then you're probably not you might not even get top four. Right. And so we need those kinds of comps in the game, right? But it's a little too slow right now for mages. And especially like with Ocean being a little underwhelming as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and since they're so like intrinsically locked together, uh, both of them suffer because of right. it. Because I think Ocean has like visually one of the most exciting kind of aesthetics in the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I was already saying that Syndra is one of my favorite characters. So I'm uh, I'm hoping that they get a little bit of time to shine. But I definitely see them like getting like hard, hard nerfed after like two weeks of being top of the meta. Yeah. It also seems like a lot of the good items are attack damage style items. And you technically are getting like, you're getting powerful from a rage blade if you're a mage, but like not in the same way. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really, really good point. Uh, Cause the, the thing about this thing about set one is I don't think there are enough tank items. So like, if you go to like set two, right. That's going to happen for somebody as well. So it sounds like it's uh it's mages for that right now. Yep. Um, the last thing I want to talk about the actual tournament was we did see the meta kind of evolve within the games between the, uh, between the actual sets. Um, you know, when, People were forcing light pretty heavily. We started to see the Morello and Red Buff get played to reduce that healing. And I mean, that's just the sort of thing that I like. I just like to see the adaptation because so many times you see, oh, well, this is meta and we got to make sure you get me- that this meta cop. But if you don't get it, you just lose. It's like, well, there's there's counterplay too, right? Like, oh, didn't get lights. Guess I lose. It's like, no, the, these top level players were <laughs> building Morellos. They're building Red Buffs. Um, you know, they're building multiple ruins and a red buff to try to hit as many people or as many units as you can to try to stop the stem, the bleed or the healing rather, uh, of these comps and, and seeing that. So, and then, and then it actually kind of switched around because when people are like over indexing for the healing reduction, all of a sudden, uh, players are going into shadow, which doesn't get affected by that. And now they're using their items on maybe, or they're using their item components on suboptimal item builds. And that sort of uh, back and forth was extremely exciting for me um, as someone who's analyzing the game uh, and seeing the sort of microcosm that was created from this tournament. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that like reactive like re reactive type of situation right because this also happened with i think like that uh it, if we're going back to hearthstone right the way mm-hmm. that they really wanted it the, now you can ban a deck and they they want you right. to like think about what deck they might choose and try to counter it and you know this this and this but you're locked into those decks right and in something like this you get to like in real time adjust based off of what what meta your lobby is playing not just like what meta the meta is it's what lobby it's what your lobby is doing right it's like a microcosm of everything else because um you're gonna get countered at some point and then we, we all have herd mentality as people and so people are like okay this is winning so let's do this and then somebody will go oh but wait everyone no one's doing this and you see like a singe with morellos on right yeah and uh, then all of a sudden, like, the Singe with Morellos is getting really popular, and then everyone has to adjust again. And by the end of the tournament, you're back to light. 
You know what I mean? Yep. And, and it uh, just comes you know, full circle. Yeah, it's constantly evolving, and that's one of the coolest things about a game like this, especially since it can happen during a singular game. Right. Not just like over a series, like over a singular game just by what cards pop up, right? Uh, if we're talking set one, for some reason, there are a lot of Blade Slinger, you know, you know, Blade, Blade Slinger comps, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Blade Master Gunslinger, yep. and no one's going Nobles, right? right? And so maybe, maybe this lobby, you're not seeing Imperials, right? Maybe this lobby, you're not seeing Rangers, and you have to do totally something else because uh, this lobby has countered your main, and that's one of the coolest things. It's to be able to be reactive and proactive in a singular gaming experience is really great. Yep. I mean, we've talked to the, uh, the winners of the, uh, heroes earth fight nights and almost all of them say, Hey, you got to play the lobby, not just the game. Um, and that's definitely, uh, was shown here as well. Okay. Let's move on here to the final part of the show. That of course is the team fight tactics patch 9.22 notes. We're getting set to Rise of the Elements is here, and we are ready to talk about it. Um, so let's just jump right into the notes, starting off from Riot Beer Nana. Greetings, tacticians. The elements are here, and they are rising. The all-new elemental hex system, new champions, origins, classes, and abilities, shaking up the convergence. The new set also brings a ranked season team fight tactics. So study up. Get ready to climb on patch 9.23. Noted there. We're not getting ranked for an entire patch, so two weeks. I've got my opinions on that. Uh, last <laughs> but certainly not least, we've decreased the number of each champion in the pool, making uh, making force team compositions more difficult and opening paths uh, and opening more paths to victory. So let's take uh, let's get into it. Um, so we're gonna skip over a lot of this because we've already talked about it um, because it's. A lot of this hasn't changed since the PBE, which we've already gone through. So we'll skip over the stuff that is that we've definitely talked about and just continue on with the brand new stuff. So there's a couple of links in here, and I'll, I'll post the link to these uh, patch notes if you haven't seen them already. There's a couple of links in here. One links to uh, Mort's uh, What We Learned in Set 1 article. The other is just talking about the Elemental Hexes, Champions, Origins, and Classes, which we went through a few shows ago. Um, but boop, do you want to go through some of these game, uh, general game changes? Yes, I shall. Mr. Blevins. Um, we made a few systemic changes, systemic Ooh. guys. It's part of the system. Now in <laughs> We're preparation, in the system. For, <laughs> we have the technology, uh, in preparation for rise of the element, the board size will change. Uh, the board size change will allow for additional options and decisions to make the optimal formation for any given situation. Many of the other changes account for the champions and synergies in the new set. So we talked about this before. This is one of the biggest changes. So board size, three mm-hmm. rows of seven hexes is going to four rows of seven hexes. Player damage. Uh, this is what your little legend will give. Is three, three, four, five, six. It's moving to two, three, four, five, six, seven. So it's going to be a little bit more even and tempoed out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not going to feel as random. I think it's like, oh, okay, I'm dead now. Uh, summoned <laughs> units don't deal player damage by themselves, but they count as their summoner was alive if at least one of them survives. Round. That's good. So that infinite Zeds doesn't instantly kill you. Good. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, um, if you need an example for set one, say like your Elise died, but one of the spiderlings was uh, two spiderlings were alive. Um, you would only get the credit for the Elise, not the two spiderlings. And so level eight champion drop chances per tier level is 15, 20, 35, 22, eight, 
going to 15, 20, 35, 24, 6. And the the big thing uh the big thing here is just like when the numbers aren't rounded because we as people like rounded numbers mm-hmm. means that they're really looking into fine tuning these types of things and yep. they're not quite satisfied with how they're going right now. Um, and once you pick up a champion from the carousel, your little legend will no longer collide with your opponents. That's a little bit of a feels bad <laughs> because the carousel game is going to change folks. You can't block people. Yeah. I've definitely like accidentally walked into somebody and gotten the wrong unit. Before. I've done that many times. Um, and so I think that's good, but for me, I personally believe that's on me. Um, oh, but, I'm, <laughs> but I'm glad uh, I'm glad Riot is changing some things. But like the big thing here um, that's not mentioned is the fact that if you go, uh, there's like an awesome graphic um, that I sent, Bled. We can maybe even post it as a resource yes. um, in our Discord. I think I um, may t- already have. Uh, talking about positioning is that like almost every winning map on this is a different style of positioning. Um, And I think one of the bigger reasons is because of those elemental hexes. It kind of forces your hand into a certain way of the board state looking. And that's really exciting because positioning was a little bit of a, it kind of felt like more like a preference at Mm -hmm. times, Mm -hmm. right? Um, More than like an actual part of the strategy of the game. And now because of those elemental hexes, because of the extra hexes, um, positioning is just something else you have to think about in your, in your time of getting ready for uh, your, for your round. Yeah. It it feels like it's both. It's still very important, but it almost seems like it's less like it seemed like you would just get completely destroyed because there was it, because it was smaller, there was like fewer optimal positionings that you could do. There was like mm-hmm. no wiggle room. It was like, well, oh, I didn't position against assassins. Guess I get destroyed. And then when <laughs> there was... It felt ass- like a clown car, right? right? And when a clown car gets into an accident, you're probably not going to survive. Right. Um, hundreds <laughs> of fatalities. Yeah, uh, hundreds. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like you didn't, you didn't position around assassins, but also you need to position around Hextech. And also you need to position your lockets and your Zeeks. It's like because there's so many things, it, eventually it just got to like, okay, it's like either this, this, or this, and that's it. Now with the elemental hexes, it's like, okay, do I want to take advantage of the elemental hex and build around that? Do I want to counter where my opponent's elemental hex is and position around that? Do I want to just ignore the elemental hex and do something else? Do I want to put a Zephyr on an elemental hex? That was a, 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 a heads-up thing that the professor told me about. It's like, hey, just put a Zephyr on one of the elemental axes, and you're going to get whatever they put on there. So, like, you're automatically going to be getting that. Uh, it's like, wow, that's that's actually really good, uh, really good uh, sort of basic level, like, level one play. That's really good to do. So, there's just so much that you can do, and like like you said, Boop, in that infographic, there's just so many different varieties, because those el- we don't know where those elemental hexes are. They could be anywhere really on the map, and um, how you choose to use those is uh, just an interesting wrinkle in this, in this new meta. But, um, new things here. We've got for rank changes, they say new season, new rules. Uh, like we mentioned before, Ranked is off during 9.22 and will return to 9.23. I, wasn't that what the PBE was for? To like make sure that everything wasn't broken for ranked? Like, it's just gonna, it, it seems like really bad timing. Like, even if you could turn it on in a B patch, like, I, I get it. Like, one week off 
sure you know you want to make sure there's nothing game broken you don't want to have to like have that awkward conversation of oh i was playing ranked and my client crashed i lost a bunch of lp and i'm going for channel blah blah blah. it's like okay i get that give it a little bit of grace time but a whole two weeks when you've already had two weeks of like the expanded pbe plus whatever other pbe you had like it just seemed like as a person who's not whose job it is not to work on the game on the side, it seems <laughs> like a lot of time to me where I just want to be playing ranked. I don't want to be playing. And, and I've had people talk to me about it, like just kind of voice their opinions of like, man, it f- does not feel as good to play normal. Like we saw the numbers. They don't even put normal into PBE because so many people, they want to make sure the population's there to queue ranked. Um, they need to test that. So it's like, I don't like playing normal. I don't really want to play normal. And I don't feel like the games I'm getting are the same caliber. So it's almost like, for me, I'm going to be going, uh, I may be doing really great in normals. And then when I go to ranked, it's like, well, I get destroyed because the things that I was doing didn't actually translate over to ranked because, you know, I'm hearing a little bit of a pattern blend because this is actually kind of the same thing that you complained about, about the Red Bull Invitational. I just right? want it to our be people, more try hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are people doing their best? Am I getting the highest level of competition? You know, and I think what they're doing is giving people who might not have been able to be lucky enough to explore the PBE and have been focusing on like climbing on set one um, a little bit more time to get in there. And yeah. this way, this way, like if anything's broken when they release, uh, they don't have to affect ranked. Um, like a preseason would have been cool, right? Like, yeah. uh, hey, this is just like a preseason. It's fun. We'll let you play ranked style or something like that you might win or gain lp but we're going to reset it after the next two weeks right. anyway right like how would that have felt if they said that uh, i think it would be a step better than just giving us ranked i mean yeah the argument is like if they haven't had time to play it like they still could play normal <laughs> while ranked is out like that it could still happen i don't know it just feels hmm. I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't feel good to me as a player. Um, it's not fun enough. If we're coming full circle from the beginning of the podcast, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, it's just well, not right. I, I, two weeks is a long time. Two weeks is kind of a long time to just take competitive out, right? right. Um, but it's not unprecedented. I feel like Overwatch has had a couple seasons, like with a week or two in between. Yeah, and um, they and, over time have shortened those down because people complain. Yeah, um, and I'm sure that they look at the the player numbers plummet when that happens because, like, it for better or for worse, that is the psyche of the 2019 gamer. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I want to play competitive, and if I'm not going to play competitive here, I'm just going to play something else because like my time is not being well spent. Even though yeah, it, I mean, I, it honestly could be. That's just the 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 mindset of it. And like I, I like, like to take some time off. Normal games and yeah. like any game I play, no. if that makes sense. I'd rather I don't play either. But are we being a little spoiled? Is kind of yes. like the question I have. Yes, we are. One hundred percent. Daddy, no... give me my ranks. <laughs> Rank please. Rank please. <laughs> There's an episode to like Charlie and the uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Right, you know, yeah, kids. Uh, uh, Veruca Salt. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that man. That name works very well for gamers in 2019. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want an egg. Um, See, but like, <laughs> I don't know. I actually, you know, it's so funny. I feel like our roles are reversed. I'm usually like the, I'm usually the hard one uh, on a lot of these <laughs> conversations. Oh but... my. 
yeah yeah nice <laughs> um uh, but this time around it like i also i honestly don't really have a big problem with it i think two weeks is a little bit of a long time but like yeah. they gotta would you rather rank to be released and be broken or wait two weeks and have it be great i'd rather it be released and I'd rather it be done. Just do it. Just give me one week. I'll give you one week, but two? No, no, no. I'm I'm giving some pushback on two weeks. It's too long. One week. That's all you're getting from me without complaining. Lev, it messes with their patch schedule. Aren't they're not they, doing they, any patches? But anymore. they have the <laughs> ability to. They uh-huh. still do updates. They still are. They still usually will do like little mini updates. That's true. Not, That's not true. content updates, but like adjustments or this, that, or the other. And I don't know if it's simply like, hey, we, because I know, I, I don't know obviously a lot about it, but I know that they've said like there's certain things they can't do in a B patch that they can only do in a regular patch. And if that's the case, then I'm more fine with it because I guess I would rather have there be some time than none. But also, like, I, I still keep going back to, like, isn't that what the PBE was for? But then you made a good point about people probably still playing set one, blah, blah, blah. I, Whatever. It, it's it's fine. I just, <laughs> if if they have the ability to only do, to do less time, they should. That's my opinion. Hey, of Lev, it. Lev, this is my, this is my suggestion for you. Just play ranked on PBE until the two weeks is over. That's, No. Unfortunately, I think the answer that the thing that's going to happen that they may not be happy with is that people are going to be playing Hearthstone Battlegrounds ranked and they're going to be playing Dota Underlords ranked and they're going to be playing MTG Arena ranked. That's the that's the harsh reality is that if it's only normal, they're probably going to see maybe not significant. Maybe there isn't a drop in players at all. Um, I don't know, but that's that's what I think. That's my that's my thought on it. I mean, so remember when um, they broke the game for like a second and ranked was down for like a day, mm-hmm. and it felt like forever. Yep. <laughs> right. Like the now imagine fourteen times that, and that's what we have to wait. <laughs> right. Well, I'm just going to be playing Death Stranding or something. I'm willing to wait, uh, even though like Hearthstone came out. Like I honestly don't feel like a lot of people are going to move over. It's too different. I don't think they're going to move over to it. I think they're going to play it because it's new and it's fun enough. Like, like I said. Well, yeah, yeah, enough. yeah. And, and, and then everyone's just going to be like, "Okay, TFT back. See ya." And yeah. um, and you know, and a lot I of hope other that's games the case. Come out recently. Like, apparently, there's this one new game called Disco Elysium that's come out. That's got a 91 on Metacritic. Not sponsored, but I'm I, I'm going to take this opportunity to expand my horizons for the two weeks. I'm going to try sure. to grow as a person while also playing set two because I've been playing a lot of set one still. Yeah. Um, and I just haven't gotten a chance to really play a lot of set two. I guess I'm not as cool as as you guys and. You know, I, not part of like the PBE I mean, club. And... I wish I could have played um, set one more, but after I played set two and tried to play set one again, I was like, no, nope, I'm just not doing this. So I think set two is a better game. Um, yeah. So it's a better game, so you might have more fun playing normal. I don't know, Blev. I mean, I'm going to play normal. That's the that, that's the reality of it. As me personally, as a player, I'm going to suck it up and play normal, and probably won't even care that much after the first day. But I would rather ranked be in. That's my. That's the end of that for me. Um, okay, next. That was one bullet point. Um, this one is one that they talked about before. Placing fourth or better will never deduct LP. Placing fifth or lower will never reward LP. Quality of life increase in my book. 
Yep. Um, and they're slightly decreasing the number of challenger and grandmaster slots in many regions in order to make sure that the master and challenger ranks have the appropriate distribution of players. Um, the actual number changes are not that interesting, but there's fewer in every region. Uh, and I'm assuming that they're proportional to what they were before. They're just all lowered. Um, yeah. And yeah. And we also talked about the champion pool changes as well. Uh, a couple episodes ago, basically everything's going down, which is way, good. Yeah. Except for tier five, which is staying the same. So your yeah. tier five units are still just tier as four is likely. only going by one. Uh, yeah. The big one is it's going to be way harder to get three star tier one units. Um, yes. And so basically what they're trying to do here is lock you into certain team comps. Right. Mm-hmm. If you go a certain way, then you're kind of more locked in. Um, it's going to try to diversify some things. Unfortunately, if you get a bunch of predators right now, you're just going to have to go for it. Um, yeah. But well, it, it's not it's not harder to get. It's not inherently harder to get a three star tier one unit. It's harder for multiple people to go for it. Yes. If yes. no one else is going for it, it's actually easier than it was before because there's fewer total units. Thanks the for league. the yeah yeah. That that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's like. The diversity aspect is the most important part of yes. these changes. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think, yes, we definitely did also talk about the mana generation. Those are all still the uh-huh. same. We talked about all the items. All the items, I believe, are the same. I don't think any of these numbers have changed. Um, but if they have and we didn't go over it, it didn't jump out off of the page to us that it changed. So you can take a look at the notes as well. Um, the item system stuff is all the same as it was in the PBE when it was yeah, announced. Yeah, and just to um, uh, remind everybody, I think this is the third time they've nerfed spatula drop rates. <laughs> yeah. Just like in a general. So they're really, really trying to make spatula island items more rare. And I think that, and I think that's a good idea because, like, on set one, particularly, they don't feel very, they just feel like another item. Mm-hmm. Right. Like turning someone into a Yordle or turning someone into a Blade Master. Right. It's just like right. another item. It doesn't feel like a special thing because you're getting double the stats. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm not sure everyone knows. Um, but the. But you're not getting uh, double the stats anymore. Yes, and so spatula drop rates reduced. I think that's uh, going to be really, really fun. It's going to make the fact that you... It's going to make the decision to change your class or in addition to like mm-hmm. making someone a mage, for example, um, that much more impactful because other people aren't going to have the same type of choices as much anymore. I also think it's it makes you probably want to go... like So right now, the hyper-roll build would be like lights, and if you get the spatula, it's like, okay, well, I can hyper-roll lights now. But if you don't get the spatula, unlike with Void Assassin's meta, it was like, if you got the sword, the sword was just as hard to get as a spatula in a lot of ways because the sword was so used and so sought after. You could, you could like, int and still probably get a spatula um, before the end of the game in a lot of a lot of times in that meta now with it being reduced again and with people just going for it more in general if you don't already have the spatula very hard to um pick one up unless you get uh, a little bit lucky here um the only other thing on here that i don't believe we talked about were the new arena skins that you can buy i don't think we talked Predicted about those did those by the way true 
<laughs> well, oh, you know what's really cool though, Blev? Like we've predicted a ton of things that ended up getting in a set to you, including True. like specific characters and wanna, what they were going I mean, to do. I don't want to like, say the that uh, the team's taken our ideas, but uh, no, they're definitely they're definitely not. Um, or, or maybe they are. Who knows? We'll take we'll take we'll take a story by in the credits. That's a that's all we need. Story by Little Legends podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if if you want help, you know, on the balance team, I'll be there as like your heel. You know, as but, heel. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Hey, is this a good idea? No, and this is why. Do I believe that? I think it's a great idea, but I'm telling you why it's not. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's all good. It's all good. I can be the bouncing um, board for ideas. I can get. I can also give some really <laughs> bad ideas. I'll make like a whole like soundboard where I just press a button based off of how I feel, you know, no, 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 no. <laughs> right. It'll be great. It'll be fantastic. Um, I'm so excited though. Set two is going to be great. I can't wait for set two. I already have loved it in PBE. I can't wait for it to come to Wraith. Can't wait for all that stuff. Can't wait to get to cast it on Friday. Boop. Hey, so we better get be good. Yeah. I think it's just me and you doing uh, as the pair, right? I'm excited. I, I, I want know. you to get a little bit of that hosting in. I think I'm going to do a, a little hosted, bit more um, color, dude. I hosted on uh, the last uh, fight night, but yes, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I want to get it all I, in. I want to get. It all I noticed it. I noticed that that kind of fit you a little bit more. So let's let's try the uh, let's try the other side and see how it goes. Yeah, I can I can I can do it all. Um, but speaking of it all being done, you guys should all be playing Set Two: Rise of the Elements. Oh, there's even a trailer video. I forgot to mention that there's a trailer video. Um, I put that in the notes as well. You can also just follow the TFT Twitter. But that's it, guys. Nice, short, sweet, simple little show here. We got set two. You want to be playing? You don't need to be listening to us. Go play. Um, but <laughs> boop. Any last minute stuff before we get going here? We'll be bringing back the uh, the build comps, the poster comps, all that stuff is going to be coming back next week. Um, once we get in the swing of things, to set two, and we haven't just come back from a week long convention where we're yeah. both basically <laughs> dead. <laughs> I know, man. I, I, I've I've eaten a couple hulls. On the way through mm-hmm. this podcast. Oh, look at this. Uh, we're not sponsored, but they have like that biodegradable bags now. And that's really cool. So good on them. Preach. Um, and then the other thing is, is uh, Blev and a couple other casters and I are going to be starting like kind of like a casting boot camp. Yeah. Uh, probably next casting week. Class. I think that would be really cool to add on to potentially the Patreon or just make it free. I don't know. Blev, yeah. Blev and I will talk about it. But um, if you're interested in casting this thing, um, I'll be leading a class on it like every week don't, or every yeah, other don't week say a day because i don't know what day it could be yeah 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 we'll it figure it out because we're doing that now um or could be maybe, we could just do double we'll fig- all the all the details the details are getting but yes. it's an idea that we have and we're really excited for it yes and then we will invite as many people as you want so if you're listening and it's something that you're interested in you don't have to participate the first time around if you just kind of want to watch and take notes and see the process also, um no pressure stream too we should 100% stream it. Yeah. And then at the very uh, least yeah. we'll be streaming it and, and build a little bit of a casting community too, because yes. we need to do that yes. as well. There aren't just players involved. Just uh, there's a, there's producers, there's casters, mm-hmm. there's a whole group of people. So if you want to do that, join our discord and we'll have that information ready to go. By the time we do our first one, um, it won't be this week, uh, but maybe next week. And you can find me at Bupasaurus Rex 
on Twitter. Yes, and you can find me at the underscore Blevins on Twitter. You can find the show at LIL Legends Pod on Twitter. Um, the place you're going to definitely want to go to find everything is definitely discord.me slash Legends Podcast. Um, again, you can be like the awesome, awesome patrons we already have, especially our $10 patrons, Angry Frog and Undead the Gamer at patreon.com slash uh, I almost said High Noon Podcast, Little Legends Podcast. Um, and also, guys, make sure that you are checking us out on Prediction and checking out all the other great esports shows and content that they have. But that is going to be it for this week. Let us know what you think about Set 2 in the Discord. Uh, if you see us on, say hi. And uh, let's play some games, guys. That's going to be it for Boop. I'm the Blevins, and we'll catch you guys next week. Blue Legends Podcast. Bye! Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.